0: What will the new UK rules mean for Apple's App Store? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark, uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com/slash Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the Talk of the Apple Community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, our panel continues our discussion of what happens in 2024 when the new UK rules regarding Apple's App Store and other app stores apply, what it means for how you buy apps, and what it means for your security. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. I have to wonder what that's going to potentially do to the reliability of apps. If you have things that are maybe at least in theory, not as diligently controlled as Apple does. Now, if there was anybody that I was going to trust to you know, start installing things on my system, it would be set app because I'm already doing it on my Mac. Yeah. So, you know, that feels kind of good. Chuck, Dave, how about... Oh, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. Then Dave. Chuck, I have a
1: question for you. <clears throat> Do you feel comfortable installing apps outside of, of Apple's App Store? on your mac.
0: Um assuming they're from a signed developer, yes.
1: Okay. So uh if, if we have something similar happening for iOS and iPadOS and 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 I'm not like putting you on the spot here. I'm just genuinely curious, what would be the difference for you? Why why are you not comfortable with that idea on iOS? where it's something you're comfortable with on, on Mac OS. I mean, is, is it simply because we've never had it before? Or is, is there something else? I guess I am putting you on the spot.
0: No, you're not putting me on the spot, but I'm not quite sure. I, can you restate it? Because I'm not sure I followed where you were going with that.
1: Okay, so so it sounds like you, you're not really comfortable with the idea of having third-party app stores on iOS, but uh, which is essentially like, hey, I'm just putting third-party apps on my device and I'm getting them from a different location, much like you do on the Mac. You can get third-party apps, install them, and you get them from different locations, not just the app store. So so w- what's the difference there for you? I
0: will qualify my answer by saying that we haven't seen this yet. So I don't know what the logistics would look like. If there's a pop up that basically says that this app has been and and again we're talking about setup here in in specific but let's broaden it out to say you know that somebody else sets up a a third party app store then i'm i feel like i'm i'm potentially stepping outside apple's walled garden and then i use that phrase in the most positive sense that something could end up installed on my very secure iphone And it's as as secure as it is, almost to the point sometimes of being a detriment because of Apple's diligence and the way they've set it up. And and, and part of it, you kind of hit part of it, I must admit, because with Macs, we've all been installing things that were not on the App Store for a very long time. Before, there was an App Store. And we still have the ability to do that. But there is that extra little gatekeeper thing that says, you know, this is a, a, something you've downloaded from the internet. You still want to install it. And if I remember correctly, there are things that this is an unidentified developer. Because I, I, I downloaded something not too long ago, and the installers basically gave me a message I had not seen in a long time, if ever, mm-hmm. that said, this is an unsigned app. Or again, I'm not sure what the phrase was, but basically this developer was not vetted by Apple at all. And I did not install it. It's just like, This is just not worth the the risk.
2: Um, That that app appears if an app isn't notarized,
0: right? Thank you. Okay, that's the word. That's the word. Um,
2: And um, you know, I'm sure there's probably not going to be any chance that unnotarized apps could ever be installed on on iOS. So you know you know first of all i think you know jeff jeff has a, a, an excellent point you know what's the difference you know if you're you know you're willing to download and install something from panic or proview or adobe adobe's not in the mac app store um <clears throat> then why wouldn't you be willing to install those apps you know apps from those those companies on ios Um, Also, you know, I I would say that the security on um, iOS is primarily not because of uh, of vetting, you know, in the App Store process. Um, You know, I think that is almost beyond cursory. You know, they have so many apps and there's coming through there that, you know, it's not like somebody's you know, going through with a fine tooth comb, they're not disassembling the code. Um, There are, you know, numerous cases of people sneaking things in, for example, making apps that work one way for a while, and then the developer can flip a server switch and so they can sneak, you know, have it work one way when it goes through app review and work a different way when it gets to you, and that's happened now. But, you know, what's really protecting you on iOS is that the apps all run in a sandbox. Um, and that's not, that's separate from uh, from the App Store. So, you know, I, I, I would certainly assume that even if you were somehow allowed to um, <clears throat> install apps outside of the App Store, it would still run in the sandbox. So, So that means, for example, that app A is not allowed to access the files that you know, belong to app B. That's baked into iOS. That's not something that happens from the app store. Um, we, we don't have that on a Mac OS because it would, it would, you know, make us all angry. Like, you know, you'd have a JPEG and you'd say, okay, well, if you made this J, JPEG with meter now you can't use it with uh, pages, say, or whatever, you know, everything's siloed. Uh, on on iOS, everything is siloed by the uh, sandbox, um, which you know certainly makes things secure. Sometimes it's inconvenient because you know we can't pass things around from app to app very, very conveniently. But that is not going to change, you know, just because now setup is providing apps, or even if you're just downloading apps directly from, um, you know, um. Vendors.
0: I'm not enough of a programmer to to know what's possible and what's not possible, Jim. But I still, you know, and, and some of this is perception is reality. My perception is that apps coming from the app store are pretty darn safe. And, and you're right. I know they can't go through every single one with a fine-tooth comb. But, you know, is at least, I mean, because we've also had discussions about apps being rejected for crazy reasons along with some legitimate reasons so is that, is there going to be any kind of vetting process for a third party app store and once again a disclaimer that setup i'm not concerned about setup at all because they they have done this they've been doing it they know their stuff they provide a terrific value service and the value for the service so that one i'm i'm almost looking at other third party app stores that this would potentially uh, potentially enable. Dave i think you were you were going to add something after jeff and then we i just kind of riff, yeah, riffed mean, on it.
3: Yeah i'll i'll just touch about side app again you know they've they've dabbled with ios apps for for the last few years um the app, the apps now can be Know, side, I don't know sorry side loaded, but they're they're installed within uh, conjunction of a Mac version of the app, so they're able to do this in the set app program and be able to send. You know, if it's a if it's a cost program, they're able to, to actually sync them up. And you don't you know, you're you're paying as part of your setup subscription. But, but this is definitely interesting to see where it's going to go in the EU. I mean, boy, the EU is just doing all kinds of things. You know. With the, the lightning to USB C and all the other things that you have to deal with with the EU, I mean, I I, I commend that app for doing it and setting up something up because why not take advantage of the fact that that it's it's a way to um, uh, get those apps out there in, in its own its own store. You know, as the article says, Epic's going to jump is already jumping right on this uh, in the EU, but you're also making, you're missing the big audience of of uh, the United States here too. Um, and no, I mean I. I've always uh, appreciate Apple's and charging what they charge only because they're keeping us safe. They're keeping the environment safe in iOS, and uh, and I think it's it, it's something I would commend them to continue to do. Uh, but, you know, if Apple has to apply by the laws of the different countries of the world, then, you know, so be it. So is, are there any poison
0: pills they could put in place in any way, shape, or form, either requirements that – would continue to let's just say encourage developers to list their apps only in the App Store.
2: Well, this isn't going to happen unless Apple makes it happen. Set right. app cannot cannot do this on their own. They can only oh, no. do this if if Apple provides um, right. a mechanism for them to do it. It's not technically possible now, so you know we can't really say what would be done until, you know, we find out. And, you know, I, I, I would assume Apple is going to kick, scream, you know, they're gonna require court orders. Um, you know, they're not just gonna be like, oh, somebody passed a law, we're gonna, cause this is gonna be tremendously problematic for Apple to do this. How do you, you know, they're gonna have to come up with this whole alternate scheme and make it work different. And somehow it only worked different in certain countries. How on earth is that going to work? Um, so I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I this is a, whenever it, this isn't going to happen for a long time. Um, it would, it would probably correspond with a major iOS version. Um, because it, it it's, it's something that's like so baked into how iOS works that, um, you know it might it might be as almost you know an entire years like you know iOS eighteen or whatever, like all it would be is we're enabling an app source. Um, I there there was a, a Brian had a question in our private chat about notarization and what what that meant. and um, Jeff Jeff said it meant that uh, developers have a paid developer program said the certificate. that's actually what it was before notarization. So we've had to have signed apps for a long time. And that was if you were a paid app developer, then you could you got a certificate from Apple that you could use to sign your apps. And that's what we had until uh, when did notarization start 1014 or 1015, I can't remember. So notarization is now an additional thing. Every time you make an app, you have to send it to Apple. And they do have this automated tool that they run it through And I guess they claim like that they're looking for known malware. So there's no human looking at it, um, but they just have an automated tool. Um, You know, I've never heard of anybody having an app rejected for saying it had malware in it. I don't, you know, who knows if that's ever happened. Um, the, The process is fairly painless. It usually takes a couple minutes, although sometimes it can take longer but most of the time it takes a couple of minutes. Um, So Apple does have to touch, um, you know, so occasionally like Apple will have an outage and and nobody can make a Mac app for, you know, until Apple resolves that. And, you know, I've seen that happen once. uh, It's like one evening, can't do it. I have to come back and and try tomorrow, but it's, it's, um, it's a lot, you know, it is, it is when it's working, it's fully automated and, you know, who knows what they're doing. Um, But it's, it's less so like they, they don't, they don't look at all at, you know, like app store review can look in and say, Oh, you know, for example, an app store review can say, you know, we don't think your app is, um, you know, useful enough. So we reject it. uh, uh, You know, the kind of thing that I, you know, Biggest complaint I have. For example, I I heard about somebody had an idea for an app um, for cleaning your iPad or your iPhone. And so it just basically put up a blank screen and um made it like so it wouldn't do anything. So you could like use a cleaning cloth and be guaranteed that um you know it wouldn't accidentally press a button and make something bad happen, right? that sounds like a pretty clever idea, right? You know, well, Apple said, no, you can't even give that away. We, we deem that that is not a useful enough thing. And so, you know, we, we've decided that app cannot exist. And, you know, my feeling is why does Apple get to decide that? Um, You know, if somebody, you know, as long as somebody is, you know, being truthful about saying, here's what my app is and what it does. And if it's got a price, what it is, then, you know, why, why does Apple get to step in the middle and say, no, that app can't exist? So that's, that's my biggest complaint about the Apple as gatekeepers. Um, Jim, that, that, Jim they, has- that they get to decide that.
0: Jim, it's interesting you bring that particular example up. Um, I didn't; I had not heard of that. But on a recent Mac Geek app, I know Dave and and Pilot Pete. I think it was still when John was there, um, had talked about a Mac app that apparently did the same thing, that deactivated your keyboard and or your trackpad so that you could clean it and not be entering crazy crazy entries, and it got stuck, and so there were. St- they had to jump through some hoops to get it undone. One of their listeners had to jump through some hoops. And so, you know, I, I'm i not suggesting that that would necessarily happen on the iPad, but I can kind of understand why they'd be hesitant to have something deactivate the ability to have input into the iPad. Because, you know, if something goes wrong, how do you get it back? And and that's just um, an aside. But but it's, it's one more, well, I don't know, but it's one more way yeah, I mean, what, an Apple?
2: app can't an app can't prevent that. So it it only prevented the app screen area, but it, it still you know it didn't prevent you from switching to another app.
0: I I don't know. I've, I'm you know well we're, we're I, about I know because
2: the reason why I heard about this story is because the developer I was on a, a Zoom with some developers and the developer told me told us about it. And you know the interesting thing is. So he decided not to take no for an example and and no for an answer. And then he went ahead and made an app that was like a game. And so you could. It would show like a dirty window and then you could wipe on it and it would it would clean as you did that. Okay, and that's all it would do. Okay, and then it did also have a mode where it was just blank. So it was the same thing. That went through. And so he, he he was able, you know, he was able. So it wasn't about mm. protecting you from locking up your screen. It was just that Apple was like, no, nope, we don't, you know, we don't want this.
0: Jeff, you had a comment you won you threw in our private chat that I think is very important.
1: Oh, yes. I don't remember uh if this was an earnings call or some other Uh, interview, but uh, I do remember Tim Cook at one point saying that Apple would find a way to get its cut from app sales, um, regardless of where they're coming from. And he didn't elaborate on that. So I think it'll be very interesting to see what Apple does um, to make that happen and how they could possibly enforce that. Um, uh, Jim, you you brought up that that, uh, Apple will fight this all the way and i and i believe you you are correct they don't have much time to fight though because this is supposed to go into effect in 2024 at some point so that that would mean that apple would need to have some version of ios in the eu that supports this feature or supports third-party app stores when um the the log is into effect and uh, and so, how's it going to work?
2: Well, you know, I, I guess you know we have to wait and see what Apple's, um, you know, answer is. You know, maybe they'll announce something, and they, you know, here it is, or maybe they'll say, you know, come and come and get us, or maybe they'll say, yeah, we're going to stop selling iOS devices in the EU. I, probably that's not what what's going to happen, but. You know, we are seeing this kind of standoffs in other areas where, you know, I think what Facebook is no longer doing news in Canada and, you know, um, things like that are happening. So, um, but, you know, I, I just think, and, you know, I'm a setup user. I, I you know, I, I've, I've, considered that, you know, I might want to have a version of a panorama and setup. So I like setup and, and, you know, I think it's a good company, but I just, I just, you know, I'm not really interested in hearing what their story is now about an app store because it's just premature. There, they, there, there is no story for setup until Apple says what their story is.
0: And, you, and that was one of that was one of the first points you made, and it's a good one. So, and, and Apple's not going to do this until they have to, but if they have to, if, if they exhaust all the legal options available to them, and they have to. I'm pretty sure they will, based on what they've done in the past with China and other places to adhere to local laws. But my question was: you know, Is there a way for them to encourage a developer to list their their app only in the Apple App Store? Well, or and
2: what Jeff- form? What form is you know it going to take? So you know, Apple is undoubtedly going to come up with some interpretation that is most favorable to them. And some, you know, way to do it that they're going to say this meets the letter of your law that you know set up, and or we, you know, other people may look at it and go, well, that's ridiculous. It's totally bogus. You're violating the spirit of what the EU is after. But you know, you know, I'm sure they're going to legalise it, and you know, may well come out with, you know, here's here, okay, here we are, we're complying, and 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 then, you know. You know, then maybe the EU or whatever will come back and sue them, or you know, it's it's going to go back and forth in courts. It's not going to be just something like Apple's going to be like, okay, here's you know, it works the way everybody wants it. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Apple, uh, you know, they, they, they will they will do something that they will claim is complying. That many people will be like, hey, that's not what we thought would happen,
1: Jim. Yeah, I Jim- have an idea of what Apple could do. And it's horrible, but uh, I could totally see Apple doing it. They could say, all right, well, you can have your other app stores, but you have to have a way to get your app store available on iOS. Therefore you have to create an app for your app store. That's available only through the Apple's own app store. And then once you install that app, it creates a sandbox where, where it's it's like containing all of the apps that you've gotten through this other app store and they have to run in the sandbox inside that, which means every time you want to use one of those apps, you have to launch the third party app store app and then look at a menu in there to find the app you want to run.
2: Yeah. Which would be horrible. I can they can maybe do that that. or or you know or they could come up, you know, and say, okay, well now any app sold outside the our app store you know, has got to pay a, a SDK fee, and and so you know you got to pay forty percent. Uh, you know, if you if you're outside the app store, or you know whatever. I mean, I guarantee you they've got lawyers and they are going over this with a fine toothed term and say what can we do that gets us what we want without, um, you know,
0: without okay um, okay, Jim so. So a couple reactions to that. And I guess I'm being argumentative for argumentative sake, but why not? Uh, first of all, okay, you know, you're you're right. Apple is going to interpret it as, as best they can as if none of us would do the very same thing, right? Um you know, we, we all'm not, things- you know, not,
2: saying, not saying whether they should or shouldn't do that. I'm just
0: yeah, but but so so they're gonna do that. But how about the legislators who are passing these laws with not sufficient information? What Jeff just said, in fact, Barry put it in the chat room also something similar. Wouldn't a third party app store have to be an app in and of itself in the iOS app store. And in that case, Apple could say, well, we want 30% of anything that's coming through that app uh, to comply with our terms of service. So yeah, you know, there's so many different ways that, that you can slice this. So if, remember the tax situation with ireland and mm-hmm. you know how the I was thinking about i was having a stroke about that and it's like well, apple's and apple and you notice how that sort of died away because apple was within the letter of the law they were doing you said you said the spirit of the of the of, of the uh the law
2: well didn't apple get what they wanted because we changed our tax code so they were able to repatriate, repatriate that money without paying a huge tax on it yeah so that's that's why that went away because apple the government rolled over and gave apple what they wanted essentially
0: right but i'm glad i'm glad web's back because you know web and i both have experience and david too with you know you better you better make the the contract very very clear because if there are any gray areas they can be disputed or interpreted differently and so i I don't know i I haven't seen the the u k law and I don't know what it's what it looks like, and I'm certainly not a lawyer enough to know what the interpretations are but man webb would you agree that that better be very very specific as to exactly what they want or Apple can shoot it full of holes oh of course um you know contract law is a specialty um
2: and international contract laws and even subspecialty from that Um, And you're right. It has to be um, um, very specific. And it's the gray areas that that people will always attack. So, um, yeah, it's it's. Well, and the law is written by a legislature um, who are not technologists and, you know, legislatures are famous for writing terrible technology laws that are. You know, often. Unenforceable or almost unmeaningful. So, was it
0: South Dakota that did that earlier this year? Do I have that right? I don't know. Who who was it? South Dakota did something. Yeah, Uh, yeah. They banned. They tried to ban TikTok and make it illegal.
1: That's it. Yeah. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good
3: job, South Dakota. I
1: just found an article from June of this year. On uh, what website am I on?
3: It was a Montana. Uh, uh,
1: Mac Montana. News.
3: Okay, sorry, where Montana, Craig Schadarighi said
1: they're working with the EU to, uh, to be in compliance for the March 2024 deadline. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, I'm sure well, what, s- what it means is that Apple is working to comply technically with the letter of the law. And like Jim pointed out, screw the spirit of the law. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just took that article, Jeff, and threw it in the chat room for our for our friends there. Um, and just to show you the kind of listeners we have and viewers and the people that show up here in the chat room, Barry asked, what about European astronauts at the moon base in the future? They're not on Earth. So what app store will they use?
1: That's actually a really good question because, by international treaty, the moon is not uh, uh, land that can be claimed by any one country. So it would have to be international. Although, if the US sets up their own space or a, a moon base and then the <laughs> EU sets up a separate moon base, when you're in the moon, each of these moon bases, now you would probably have to comply with the laws of that country. Because well, what if
2: i go on vacation in the eu or somebody in the eu goes on the big vacay- on vacation here if they if they come on vacation here do they have to delete all their their apps from this alternate app store uh, you know
0: well, it's, it's just going to be
2: a, a a complete nightmare mess
0: yeah well and would those bases be considered um embassies because if you if, if you're granted an embassy in a foreign country, my understanding is that's sovereign territory of your nation. It is. Yeah. So there you go. Well, and just to show you, just to show you that the listeners and viewers can't be outdone, one of our panelists just put in that the moon would depend on what Apple ID you're using. So
1: Yeah. Eric, <laughs> Sorry, you're well, you're using an we, Apple ID that started from iTools. You can't use it above the troposphere.
2: Maybe they're <laughs> going to have to start, you know, embedding, you know, selling different phones in the EU and that the phone can tell whether it's an EU phone or an and a, a somewhere else phone.
0: And that won't cause know, any that, trouble for international travel at all. Wow.
2: Well, but, you know, that's that's the thing that this kind of law, you know, really, you know, is a nightmare because you're going to have, you know, when you get down to it, you're going to have to technically come up with some technical means that, you know, you can use this app store or not. And so either you're going to have to, like, go off an IP address or you're going to have to have different phones or, you know, there's going to be some imperfect, you know. Uh, method that, you know, is going to going to have to determine that.
0: And you just said it, Jim. Imperfect. Can you get a VPN to the moon? Never mind.
2: <laughs> you know, may, may, maybe it'll be off of, you know, you have to have a, well, I don't know. You won't have to have a, you know, if you're buying out of a third store, so you can't be from your Apple account because you're not, these people, customers won't be using an Apple account theoretically right they'll be they'll be using some other kind of account
0: so yeah i'm going to give Brett the the last word on this in the chat room because we want to move on but um he says i think apple is perfectly content to let third-party app stores be a mess to give their app store the advantage right that's oh yeah Mm -hmm. really interesting idea Brett. that's a really interesting idea This Mac Voices Live session wraps up next time as we shift gears and talk about scanning your family's legacy photos based on an article by a friend of ours, and then we talk about whether Ford's vehicles are safe to drive based on a new security vulnerability that they are playing down. That's next time on Mac Voices. We'll talk to you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching.